You're listening to TNM Coaching Unplugged. TNM Unplugged features the diverse perspectives of a thriving global community of coaches, leaders, and experts. And it's all for you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to TNM Unplugged and Zoran Todorovic Interconnected. I am your host, Zoran Todorovic, and today we have a dear friend, collaborator, colleague who is specialist specializes in leadership development, leadership training, resilience, leadership coaching, joining me for this wonderful and interesting podcast that we're going to be sharing for you today. As you already know, this is the space when you elevate your mind, you expand your thinking. This is what we really want us to do together. You update or upgrade your heart. You connect more to yourself and to everybody else through these conversations. And then also stimulate your spirit. At the end of this podcast, we really would love you to be invigorated, inspired, loved, appreciated, and then to start doing things differently because we all know right now we all have to get ourselves to the gear and do things in a completely different level. So let me tell you about my wonderful guest, Rahesh Sharma. She is an executive and mindful leadership coach. She's passionate about bringing satisfaction and joy to people's life by coaching them to explore and utilize huge reservoir on uptime potential, which each of us have. She has been coaching for more than 10 years with more than 1,000 hours of coaching. She also has 25 years of experience in working in the field of learning and development. In addition to for her coaching, the leaders from Fortune 500 companies, he has been associated, associated with Aparajata Woman, an award-winning L&D program for five years as a coach's facilitators. She also specializes in executive coaching, mindful leadership coaching, mindfulness, compassion, women's leadership, emotional intelligence, and resilience. And I love her warm heart because when you talk to Raka, you're going to see, you know, this compassion the feminine energy, the woman leadership, powered by the very intelligent mind comes through. She's also passionate about systemic thinking, transactional analysis, gestalt, and positive psychology. So as you can see, she's multidimensional coach with many, many skills like a Jedi. (laughs) (laughs) And today, we're going to be focusing on something that she has done recently, which is the study about how do we bring resilience into our workplace through leadership coaching and how we empower ourselves to become resilient. So welcome, Rahke. Thank you so much, Zoran, for this uh, wonderful uh, introduction that you've done. Uh, Thank you so much for uh, actually giving me an opportunity to share uh, some wonderful work that I I'm, I'm very fortunate that it triggered in my mind and I'm able to bring forth to everyone here who, yeah. whomsoever is the audience. And, and my first question to you, now, what inspired you to go towards this uh, study around resilience and leadership? What, what happened inside of you that prompted you, okay, now is the time for me to put my energy and attention into this? What was the journey into it for you? So uh, this... Uh, um, uh, actually triggered last year and mm-hmm. I was observing uh, COVID and, and was seeing that how people were feeling helpless, uh, people feeling disconnected with themselves, with the environment, so much of uncertainty. 
And uh, I have I've experienced that my compassionate heart and the empathetic heart comes up and then just feel like doing something. But being stuck at home, I did not know what to do, how to do. And uh, uh, fortunately, I was doing a course training. And, and we all know that it's always good to refresh our, our learning and, and keep unlearning things which are not required. Mm-hmm. And it uh, prompted us, uh, all the participants, that we do a case study. And I mm-hmm. thought that, okay, let me interview people to understand what are the, what are the challenges uh, uh, organizations are experiencing, uh, the employees are experiencing. And fortunately, because I've worked for so many years, so I happen to know a few executives from uh, senior management to middle management. And Mm -hmm. I interviewed a dozen of them. And I started getting a sense of they getting overwhelmed with the situation Mm -hmm. and um, how they were experiencing fear, uncertainty, and uh, the volatility that the environment was uh, triggering, uh, they were feeling lost. Mm-hmm. And all the answers that I got, I, I could figure out that this is a time to become resilient. Because uh, from my own life experience, I have realized that when one is resilient, no matter whatever the situation is, one is able to gather strength and utilize whatever resources one has internally and around us. And that actually uh, helped me to finalize, okay, this is the case. Uh, This is the research I would like to do. But I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure that, you know, uh, am I thinking right or not? So I thought, let me do a pilot study. Mm -hmm. And that actually helped me to, uh, to start off with this pilot study. Wonderful. And I love what you shared. The resilience is our ability to summon our energy, to summon our strength from ourselves inside out and also from the environment. And this is something that we all need to do or need to become at this moment in time. So I think that you were at the right time at the right place. But it's interesting, this story, how you know you were reinventing yourself and sharpening up your coaching skills and being powerless on a certain level, what can I do? And this came to you. So I, I see this always right time, right place for everything, right? Yeah, true, true. Yeah, uh, it, it felt that way when I look back. At mm. that point of time, uh, it was a very difficult time uh, one year back in, in my country and all around the world. Mm-hmm. But I feel that uh, that triggered something even more for me to stretch. And, and I'm, I'm actually now... Uh, very grateful that it triggered and I, I was able to dig in into my resources mm-hmm. and, and whatever resources were available to bring out uh, as a case study. So let's talk about the case study. You started, you've launched it, you focus on resilience, you, you had few people in your network or people that you interviewed. So what would you like to share about the case study for the audience? Sure. So uh, when... The conversations were triggered out of uh, uh, what is the challenge uh, the industry is facing uh, mm-hmm. and, and what are the challenges their organization is experiencing. That gave me a kind of view of what, the, what is the actual emotional, mental and financial status of the organizations. What are the challenges? And that helped me to go deeper and, mm-hmm. and to be able to understand that what I need to design 
And how do I need to design an intervention that can be helpful? And uh, as I am a coach, I thought that how I can utilize coaching conversations mm-hmm. for uh, this kind of engagement. Because uh, as you're a coach, uh, you're uh, a senior coach, you, you must have experienced that how by coaching so much good comes out of an individual. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's what we love about it. And that's what we absolutely. believe. So much absolutely. good comes out of the individual. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's absolutely. Absolutely. So I was very hopeful that uh, it will work, but how will it work considering the long hours of Mm -hmm. the uh, employees and and understanding so much of stress uh, that that they must be going. So I had to design a very short intervention, short coaching conversations and uh, orienting the uh, coaches. And for that, I thought, let me connect with a couple of organizations. So I happened to connect with a, a large organization, which is into construction, uh, into uh, uh, financial services, uh, engineering. And that was one uh, kind of organization. And there was another organization, uh, which was a startup into robotics nice. and, uh, in, uh, and uh, artificial intelligence, because I wanted to see a span, uh, a full span. How, uh, how does... Uh, resilience impact and coaching impact individuals and organizations. So I took an extreme uh, case uh, uh, organized. Absolutely. And I wanted to actually, this is the reason was that I wanted to see, is it like only specific people? Is it like men or is it women? Or is it like a new organization, an old organization? But So I I wanted to see the full spectrum of uh, uh, how resiliency and coaching can work. And when I when I connected with these two organizations, I'm I'm very grateful for the HR who agreed. And yes, the, yes absolutely, because b- without them, uh, this wouldn't have happened. And and they introduced the whole idea, shared a proposal, and they understood. And this they, uh, they said, okay, how would you like to go uh, go ahead? And I so I mentioned that it'll be nice if they nominated the coaches nominated themselves because uh, you can't coach uh, a coachee or an individual who's not interested. Mm-hmm. It can, I mean, an yeah. individual has to has to agree to go through the process. Yeah, of course, it has to be willing. You know, that's one of the part of, you know, you're chipping your willingness and your energy, yeah? Absolutely, so, absolutely. They were willing, that's amazing. Yeah, and that's how it started off. And um, um, I took them through an orientation and then there were four uh, coaching sessions of mm-hmm. half an hour to 45 minutes. And the last one being uh, being uh, almost an hour so that we could wrap up the journey. Yeah. And that's how uh, the journey started. And I would say uh, the coaches, they, when they started off, a lot of them did not know what, what was leadership coaching all about. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a very, I had a very small number, just seven coaches. But because it was a mix of men, women, and both the organizations, I felt that for a pilot, seven is also a good number. To start with, and yeah. also in these uh, in this crisis time, somebody is willing to actually give a give time and to also think that okay, if I do this, it might help me. Uh, I think I was very fortunate mm-hmm. and uh, very lucky that I I could uh, actually go through this uh, coaching engagement, mm-hmm. and uh, that's uh, and this is how we did, and then I got wonderful results. I was very happy that yeah. to to see. Even in a short period of time, if a coach uh, brings his or her full presence, 
mm-hmm. and using the coaching uh, skill set and also being a very empathetic and compassionate person mm-hmm. i think uh, giving that space and holding that space for an individual uh, it does uh, does wonders and i could see that happening absolutely so tell me a little bit more around what were the challenges you mentioned in the beginning that you know you also look into the challenges for organizations because i'm sure that you know our listeners would love to see what other organizations are challenging being challenged with because we all need mapping you know we need to say oh my god there's there's stretch the same thing and yeah. then let's afterwards let's talk about what came out of this coaching sessions and you know results sure sure so uh, a lot of them fear uh, feared of salary cut uh, working uh, in silos not having a routine and because they were working from home so um, internet connectivity uh, mm-hmm. the productivity went down they could not feel the psychological safety in that environment mm-hmm. uh, the work hours were very long because uh, quite a few mentioned that if they did not show that they were working they would be shown a pink slip so uh-huh. yeah and and they would work long hours or they would show that they they were engaged in in work so that at least they the organization feels that yes they are working so they had to put up this uh, with this uh, stress uh, uh-huh. and and uh, the emotional challenge that they were going through then uh, there were so many uh, uh, announcements by the government so they did not know how to cope up with things mm-hmm. and uh, not being able to connect with their uh, fellow uh, people who were who, yeah, yeah colleagues so mm-hmm. so lack of that connect not being able to live a regular life so this was what i could actually clearly see that they were feeling like crammed in a in a small cage mm. and 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 feeling that they were helpless they did not know when this will end and how will this end and and they could not speak with their uh, uh, managers or to the organization because of the fear that they would be asked to leave and uh, let's understand that uh, it has been a challenging time and Uh, of course in some organizations uh, they cut the workforce they fire people it was not yes. really easy you know you show yes, up yes. and you don't know what is going to happen and so the fear yes. factor was really high right yes yes and that is why it also uh, uh, triggered in my mind that i have to provide psychological safety to mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. when i coach so that they are able to feel a bit normal feel uh, that they they can actually have some se- uh, semblance a uh, some moment in the day in a week that they can actually feel normal and to get in touch with their strengths because we all know the moment we are into the fire uh, fight flight and freeze syndrome mm-hmm. we our mind freezes we yeah. are not able to connect with our uh, our thinking brain our reasoning brain and we don't even recognize the resources that we have so that was something that uh, i wanted to make sure that i give them give them that experience and that is why i created a small model mm-hmm. uh which was recognize so basically recognize what is the situation like and not get into the narrative because mm-hmm. the narrative can take us into any direction so yeah. first thing is recognize then regulate so to assess what the situation is what are the resources i have what are the resources which are 
available around uh, and not getting bogged down with what is not available and then respond rather than reacting respond so what can be done in this scenario and with this basic structure um uh, it worked i mean uh, i that's an amazing new coaching model that just came out of you i mean i'm so impressed with this They're like <laughs> we have a new coaching model to help people and i also wanted to mention you know people are going to listen us in 10 years time in 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 2035 or 2050 and it's really interesting to label those challenges what are we going through and i'm so happy that you listed those challenges one by one from the fear factor to uncertainty to low internet connectivity to an ability to connect to your colleagues and friends and feel social you know when you leave the house if you're that type of person you like going to the office and having this buzz your inability to fully show up and no be effective and then on top of it being worried i mean it's good you know in the future when people listen Absolutely. to this to know Absolutely. what we went through and yeah. and to understand that we have a coaching model to address this right now right here and this is how we got out of this situation altogether you know what i mean yeah yeah absolutely absolutely so, so when you use this model which is absolutely simple and it's beauty of simplicity yeah. so when they recognize what they were recognizing the crisis or their state or how did they recognize their state uh, that they're being so the most important thing was that when they chose a goal in the mm-hmm. beginning coaching goal it was all about setting things right outside mm-hmm. and as we started having conversation they could recognize that actually there is something that i need to access within me mm-hmm. if if my team member is feeling whatever is feeling if mm-hmm. i'm able to regulate my emotions and i'm in a space to hear mm-hmm. to inquire what is the uh, individual experiencing Mm-hmm. that itself will give us space for for the the colleague or my peer or uh, and somebody who's reporting will be able to share and also they recognize they were doing a lot of very very official conversation there was no human touch to the conversations they were doing in the in the workplace and it was not something that was happening because of covid a lot of things got highlighted in this uh, engagement that organizations are actually go- doing it yeah and yeah. and because uh, they get, they are uh, having customers they having mm-hmm. profits so this human aspect mm-hmm. has been totally neglected mm-hmm. and this coaching uh, engagement actually helped them to recognize that okay uh, my goal is actually me what i need to make the change and i brought in a component of emotional social leadership uh, uh, competency and i helped them recognize which are the areas that they would like to work and also how resilient do they feel uh, and brought a measurement with with this and also asking them where do they feel that they are on their co- uh, goal coaching goal and i i was able to take the input from them and and as we we were going through the journey and uh, another very important thing that came up was because when you are in a rut of fear and uncertainty you don't have time to think and reflect mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, i would end the coaching conversations with leaving them with a question to reflect and that actually helped them thinking and able to go in words and that actually i i feel that giving psychological safety 
asking them questions, not giving them answers, and uh, helping them recognize their strengths and reflection. I think four or five things help them to get in touch with, with that, yes, I can actually deal with it. Mm-hmm. And they could see a shift with their team members. And, and it's like, you know, uh, a dance, something happening in the coaching conversations, something happening outside. And, and they going and using the uh, things that they had picked up during the coaching conversation and in their reflection, and they, they would come back. And that actually helped them to navigate through the challenges that were there. Absolutely. So, and also tap into their inner resources, you know, because you absolutely. Really it up for them to understand what they can, what can I do or be at this moment in time and how resourceful and resilient I can become to be able to address this. Uh, absolutely. And here I would like to share one thing when you said being. When they started recognizing their being, they could see their uh, colleagues and their peers and, and their uh, reportees as also human beings. Mm-hmm. accepting they might also be going through that experience and, yeah. and also trusting them that, yes, if I provide that space, like my coach is providing me, uh, I can help. Safety and, and yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Being transparent. Mm-hmm. So my, my, uh, whom I was, uh, I'm working with as a team member or, or I'm working with a customer, uh, I'm able to, trigger their being and trigger that psychological safety and help them also get in touch with their resilience. So it was like, uh, like, you know, uh, a beautiful dance, which was, I could see, and I was amazed uh, of the shifts that I was hearing from my coaches. So let's kind of talk about the shift. But before you go there, I, I want to just acknowledge that, you know, being able to humanize that space and being able to get people to remember their human beings in relationship to another human beings, that we're all in this together. Yeah. For me, it's a significant breakthrough because in the crisis, we become, we become very transactional, become very business oriented. We care about business bottom line. We kind of put people aside. True. We get a restless and annoyed and upset if people are not performing, especially if you're leading, if the performance drops down and you have responsibility, then you tend to blame others. You keep on creating that insecurity and fear because you're not secure and and you're insecure and fearful in your own life. So when you tap into that humanizing it, seeing it as a human relating to human, human leading, leading the human, yeah. That we all mankind and part of being man and kind, it's kindness, right? Yeah. So I love that, you know, language mankind, even if it's man, it can be womankind as well in, in <laughs> yeah. the world. But that kindness is always there that we remember that connection. I think that is, it's an amazing that you tapped into that space as well in yeah. reminding them to reconnect and then connect from that point of, of connection, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, as the modern world, we are so much connected with things outside. Mm-hmm. And we forget that we as human beings uh, are very social beings. Mm-hmm. And, and we are all interconnected. Mm-hmm. If we want a good world, if we want a good society, we also are a part of society. We also have to give that, uh, you know, a little bit of goodness, mm-hmm. sweetness to, to yeah. the environment. Yes. Yeah. And, 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 if, uh, and it's a pool. Let's understand it's a pool. 
And uh, if we keep drawing out of the pool and we don't give to, a, to the pool, the pool will become dry. And that is what is happening in, in our societies, in our organizations, in the world, that we are ready to uh, ask and take, but we are not ready to think that what can I give to the circle or, or that space to replenish it, to nurture it so that uh, we are a part of it directly or indirectly. And we forget about this interconnectedness. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why we all the more get into uh, our fear. Mm-hmm. Our, uh, we, we freeze, we, we get into flight syndrome and we get into a very um, sad state of uh, mm-hmm. Oh, beingness, absolutely. You know, yeah. we kind of sink yeah. in the frequency as well. So, yeah. so that's great. That was addressed. And then what happens is the outcome and how did you take it further, you know, after the coaching? So then I uh, got into the measurement because I wanted to understand how is it working. And mm-hmm. then I got, um, I, cal- I worked on it and uh, took feedback from the participants. Mm-hmm. I took the measurement, which was something that I took in the beginning. Again, I took a survey. And uh, so I'm going to share some results, which which came out of it. Uh, so when they started off with the goal, uh, they were at 51% pre-coaching. And when uh, when the coaching ended, they were like 70% into, into their goals. Yay. Yeah. And, and uh, such a short period of time, it, it really amazed me. So I could see a 19% uh, shift a positive rise then uh, resiliency they they the results were pre coaching they were at 58.5% mm-hmm. and in those uh, sh- short duration they went up to 83% feeling resilient and there was a shift of 24.5 uh, 5% wow. and uh, there was a measurement on emotional and social leadership competency also so they were feeling at 59 and after coaching they went to 80% so there was another shift positive shift of 21% mm-hmm. so i i thought let me now document it mm-hmm. and i also came up with few more suggestions because it was it was in something that i did on the go mm-hmm. and i felt that uh, there could be some more uh, refinement so i i thought that maybe uh, there could be some group coaching in the organization because then it could be not just a resiliency of, of the individual who's working in, in the organization by having a col- uh, organizational goal and doing group coaching or a team coaching and supporting them with some additional uh, competency enhancing sessions like mindfulness, awareness, and, mm-hmm. and how to have more social connects uh, with with the team members and with their uh, clients, I felt I've, I've uh, jotted down quite a few things that would be helpful. And another thing that came out of this uh, intervention was that uh, building resiliency and building a re- resilient leader and a, le- a resilient uh, organization, it has to be long term. We cannot think that, okay, having six sessions, four sessions, and we do see a result. Uh, that is going to stay because we forget that we are living in a live environment which is perpetuating fear, anxiety, uncertainty. So how can we actually override the environment? 
how can we create a culture in an organization which is supporting uh, the employees working there and in turn uh, helping their clients and in a way that uh, innovating uh, their uh, products or their services because their clients are also making a shift internal shift and also how could they reach out to new clients because the moment you become empathetic and compassionate and the moment you feel that your organization you're part of an organization for a larger goal then suddenly instead of being fearful about yourself your heart reaches out to people and you want to serve your clients and and it's it's a good business result and you know the uh, the results that you see in the business world financial world is yeah. an outcome of good effort and good intentions Absolutely. I love that good effort and good intentions. Results are amazing. I think that the percentages that you shared with us yeah. and with the audience for such a short amount of time, people really managed to improve on all these measurement parameters. I think everybody should hire this as coaches, especially you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank I you. Think, you know, immediately hire Ake. You know, <laughs> the the nice. results are speaking. She's not selling anything. And me as well. Yes, yes. <laughs> it shows you when you link this leadership coaching and you really create, yeah. as you said beautifully, that's that sacred safe space of psychological safety of the presence. And you really equip people to hear themselves and tap into their internal uh, internal pool of, of resources. Yeah. Then they become resilient. And also what I love that you share, which is very important for our audience to remember is that it takes time to bring resilient organizations. We really would love this to happen over the night and have what we call in coaching, coaching bypass. You just yeah, yeah. very quickly and tomorrow, tomorrow, true. and now, now. True, true. But there is something that needs to be given inside of that process to truly mature into resilient organization that can then have this as part of the DNA of their culture, right? True, true, true. And actually, it's a very good time for the organizations to look into the gaps which got covered because they were successful mm-hmm. they were there they were there but because when you are successful you don't get uh, you know look into the areas which are not working you're mm-hmm. so happy and delighted with the numbers that you get and mm-hmm. and you forget that there are areas that need to be looked into mm-hmm. so i think uh, this is a kind of gift also i would say for organizations to look into how they have created uh, structures and are they actually looking as a collective mm-hmm. not just the top people doing well and and they standing out and the leadership standing out how mm-hmm. how about becoming servant leaders mm-hmm. how about seeing that how i can serve my people how i can serve my client because we are all interdependent we forget that mm-hmm. uh, getting positions getting positions and experiencing power but we forget that this is so very uh, temporary it, it exactly and i think that in order for for you to be a resilient leader you also have to be a servant on a certain level you know that's whole notion of being at service to others yes support you as a leader to become more resilient and, and i love your metaphor of taking from the pool and giving back into the pool and re-nourishing the pool instead of just what is in it for me which is service to sell you know yes. a lot of people get stuck into not because they're bad people in leadership, it's because the culture is like that. Yes, absolutely. And what you're really calling for is the transformation of the culture when you are 
giving back into the pool, giving contribution that, and, and really care, which is service to others. And for me, there is a direct link between service to others and you being able to then become resilient Absolutely. because simply the, the pool or the energy of what you give comes back to you so that you can tap into your resources, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And here I just want to remind Azuran that we have to learn from our nature. Mm-hmm. We are existing because we, we cannot survive on our own. We have to have trees. Just for example, the relationship we share with trees or with nature. Uh, the trees give us oxygen and we give them carbon dioxide. We are all, all uh, supporting each other. And we cannot survive, we cannot thrive if we don't understand this circle of life and circle of love. Mm-hmm. And, and unfortunately, we've gone into what's in for me, what's in for me. And forgetting that I cannot exist if if others are not there. Yeah, and so, and I like that you mentioned circle of life, life and circle of love, right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> because you, you also have to give that love in that circle in order for this to be able to be replenished. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Great. So, <clears throat> so the study was done. People were happy. Results were amazing. Yeah. Where would you like to take this next in your ideal? circumstance and i know a lot of leaders are listening to this and we're calling them to to engage with this study to begin yeah. thinking about resilience especially now because we're still not through our Absolutely. transformational situation that we're going through True. so more and more people that have to get into that space of resilience where would you like to take it next and for the leaders who are listening what what is your message to them at this moment in time so uh, i would say it's a good time to introspect and actually see what is the situation like. And not just talking to people who are leading, but actually going to the lowest or the smallest denominator or or the person who's part of this organization, going to your customers, clients, your partners to hear actual actual stories, Mm -hmm. not just looking for good stories, but actually uh, listening to the gaps. Where are the gaps? And also tapping to the resources which are already there. So many times we forget that there's so many resources, but because we have this mindset that I'm missing something and that missing piece becomes the biggest piece. Mm-hmm. But we forget that we are so very resourceful and let's value human beings and human relationships. Once and, and as a coach, I can help them. We can have that conversation to actually have these psychologically safe conversations Mm -hmm. because uh, this is what when I was doing the survey um, people were saying we are not uh, able to speak the truth what we are going through Mm -hmm. so we have to give that psychological safety to have these conversations and then revisiting what is the situation and also thinking okay what do we want to create and then we can design an intervention a realistic uh, uh, intervention and 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 then thinking what can we create and let me t- tell you when we become resilient uh, we get we get to hear beautiful stories which are like oh it's magical this can also happen i mean we keep listening to these stories day in day out and we think okay it can happen to others but it cannot happen to me but if we are uh, uh, as a coach uh, I, I will be able to hold that space for for organizations 
and 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 it's just not me alone there'll be a whole team of uh, coaches who will be sitting and having these uh, safe dialogues to really understand what is the situation and what really needs to be taken care of and after having that conversation uh, maybe designing a intervention which is really meant for for the organization mm-hmm. and also helping them see a bigger picture mm-hmm. because i me myself what is in for me and we forgetting that we are part of of uh, the whole society we uh, we have to grow together uh, so so having that conversation and assessment then then some uh, uh, there can be some uh, intervention that can be designed mm-hmm. i have i've shared in my study what are the suggestions that i have i have in my mind and mm-hmm. how we can actually have some group coaching and engagement and individual coaching and some uh, some mindfulness being sh- uh, uh, facilitated so mm-hmm. that each one who is there uh, can tap into their resilience they can tap into their strengths not feeling like a lack that i don't have enough yeah thinking that i have enough and i become more when i become part of the whole oh i'm hoping everybody's hearing that i become more when i become part of the whole <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i'm sure that the hr managers lnd managers leaders and also employees and team members anybody who is in a small business or big business yeah. can benefit from this So can people find your study somewhere or they can direct it for example to TNM their questions and then we can send them the study what is the easiest way for people to yeah know about it So it, the easiest way would be connecting with TNM because mm-hmm. it's an organization and and I, it, this work cannot be done alone mm-hmm. Let us understand that we are uh, we are human beings and and we are part of we only exist because we are we come as a collective we cannot exist on our own so it it will be nice that they connect with tnm and as a, as a whole team of tnm we will be able to actually do the assessment ha- have those conversation in safe space so that they uh, we can actually understand the situation assess the situation and to be able to give a solution based on the study that what can work best and how they can grow as an organization which was actually those loopholes weren't being seen because things are going great yeah. but here actually having safe conversations uh and and to be able to really see that we are all in together we cannot thrive if we are alone we'll thrive only when we think as a collective yes so thank you so much for your closing words of wisdom you know we can all we thrive as a collective we all in this together resilience is important right now let's put up bringing it forward this is what we all need at this moment in time this is an important study an important initiative thank you so much rakit for being our guest today for elevating our hearts elevating our minds and spirits with this open conversation and dialogue thank you so much for sharing your study i think it was really insightful for us to hear the statistics the questions that you asked and the model you created for all of us thank you so much for thank being you, part of this you. recording uh thank you so much zoran that uh, you are giving me an opportunity to share and here the last thing i would like to say we human beings are interconnected and we all need each other 
and so i i can only work when when i have a pool of coaches and organizations we are all interconnected when we come together then only i will be able to share the study bring the change that i envision and and collectively i i can say collectively we can make it happen absolutely thank you listeners for listening for coming to tnm unplug and for to zorin todorovic interconnected enjoy this we'll see you next week with more insightful and lovely conversations that we bring forward only for you thank you rakhe bye for now thank you thank you so much <laughs>